Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of 527 Underground Podcast, where we talk about comic books and comic book related themes, including Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, anime, webtoons, and whatever crosses our minds. We're your hosts, Teddy and Maria, and we offer two different points of views. One, of an avid collector, which is me, and the other, as an excited fan. Which is me. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm good. Hello, my peoples. Hey, <laughs> I'll speak on behalf of everyone out there. So they all say hey. <laughs> thank you, thank you. At least I get a reply back. There you go, there you go, there you go. So a uh, couple of interesting things happened uh, this week, uh, for the most part. Comic book related, that is. Oh, so we're just jumping into it, huh? We're going right into it. Why not? Let's just get this party started. Okay. Come on. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, well, let's see. There's just so many topics crossing my head, my mind right now. I don't even know where to begin, but... Um, let me just start off with some of the comments that came out this week, uh, for the most part. There were a few number ones that came out this week, which really caught my interest. Uh, one being a comic book by Jeff Johns. And for those of you who may have come across that mind, that name, excuse me, you may have seen his name affiliated with a lot of the DC films and DC comic, excuse me, DC comic books, DC films and DC movies and television shows as a co-executive producer or executive producer of a lot of those shows. And interestingly enough, he, let's see, a little less than a year ago, I think last year, November, he came out with a production company called Mad Ghost Productions. And it serves somewhat independently, but I believe it is also in conjunction with Warner Brother, Warner Brothers, excuse me. And as we know, Warner Brothers is pretty much the parent company that owns DC Comics and everything related to DC. Okay. And what's interesting is that he actually created his own independent comic that came out this week called Geiger. And what's really interesting is that this uh, comic book is actually published by Image Comics, which I found kind of interesting. So he's collaborating Image Comics. Yes, the okay. same comic book publishing company that's called that's published books such as Spawn, uh-huh. uh, Young Blood, so Tom McFarlane, um, Rye, the Want the Walking Dead, okay, and so yeah, on and yeah. so forth. So yeah, so I found it kind of interesting that he's working in conjunction with Image Comics, and Image Comics is pretty much a self-published, uh, or, or created own um, publishing company for the most part. Mm. So creators have an opportunity to create their own works and actually get the royalties and somewhat for you know for their own work. Well, I mean, we all know how Image Comics pretty much started. They they it was a lot of artists right. and. Uh, were there any writers involved in this? Uh, in this at the move? first, no. It was like, but it was like up, the Fabulous but, Five, basically. Right, right, right. That ended up leaving um, either Marvel or DC. Right. And trying to start their own uh, comic book line. Right. Their own comic book uh, company, right? Right, right. Publishing company. And right. then, um, sorry for the background noise. No, it's fine. We are in the city, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they ended up trying to start their own company, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly I mean, right. through a lot of trial and error, but it was <laughs> successful. More errors and trials, but there were some good issues that came out back uh, when they first uh, came out in the early 90s, uh, for the most part. But yeah, I just found it interesting that they were able to collaborate on this work, and I'm kind of excited to see how this uh, issue plays out. He's actually working on this book with his longtime uh uh, collaborator Gary Frank, who's actually done some work with him in the DC uh, comic books and so on and so forth. So Jeff Johns is a is a pretty good writer. He's also a screenwriter, and um, 
He's written for some of the films that we've seen, whether it's the Aquaman film or the Wonder Woman film and so on and so forth. And so I'm kind of excited to see how this uh, comic book plays out, uh, to be honest with you. And you said it, that he's done comic books before, right? Yeah, oh, he's, he's, he started off his comic books for the most part. He's a comic book writer, mm-hmm. if anything. And he was, at one point, he was actually an executive within DC Comics. Um, and it wasn't until recently, or maybe a few years ago, and I could be wrong, and please forgive me if I am, that he's actually decided to step down from that role in order to focus more as a producer or, co- or co-executive producer or and a writer for the DC films and so on and so forth. And I'm sorry, not just DC films, for Warner Brothers in general. So he's sort of like taken away, he sort of like stepped back I believe from his role in regards to comic book related things mm-hmm. other than I guess doing his own creative stuff. He created his own uh, production company, Mad Ghost Productions and out of that kind, you know, comes this uh, comic book which we're going to you know, hopefully, um, you know, get some positive. I haven't read it yet, but I'm hoping that it reads pretty well, which I'm sure it does. He's done a great job writing comic books anyway. He was part of the uh, he was part of the innovators behind the whole New 52 in D.C. several years ago, which was really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm taken back by the fact that he's actually decided to do this with a different publishing company. Um, not to say that he's totally left D.C. or Warner Brothers per se, but it's kind of interesting to see how he's going to play along with this. Because I think what this does this is going to give him the type of freedom that he probably feels he didn't well, have. Well, someone doesn't want to put all their eggs in one basket. That's you true, too. Like, the fact that he is... Uh, ha- having his own production company and stuff like that, and he's also going to still be working with Warner Brothers in some capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to put everything you are invested in in one company in right. case that relationship does not continue. Right. So yeah, it's smart for him to go with another company. Right. And 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 again, it's not to say that I don't think he's any he's in any danger of like. Leaving. No, that's not what I'm saying. Right, but right. the smart move is like you know, if you want to have like two or three different bank accounts, you might as well right, exactly. have it in different banks right. and not in in one. Right, so, and it, and it's and it's actually typical for a lot of comic book writers and artists to go ahead and work with um, uh, self publishing or cre- excuse me, co creative owned publishing companies. Uh, pretty much artists from Marvel uh, have done so. DC writers and artists have done so. They're currently doing so right now. Um, few minds, few. Uh, artists come to mind like um, Scott Snyder, Tony Daniels who are behind writing the Batman comic books. They're currently working on a book called Noctera which is really good. They, I, in fact, Noctera just came up with a second issue this past week. Uh, can't, I'm excited for that. Can't wait to see how that plays out. And um, they were behind the uh, Batman comic book so that's pretty good. So um, yeah, um, it's not it's nothing it's nothing out of the ordinary to see writers and artists work for other companies while they also have contracts with uh, the major companies, whether it's Marvel or DC mm-hmm. for the most part. So I'm kind of interested about that. Um, what else comes to mind? Oh, the uh, ENIAC number two came out. Oh, from now, a bad idea. From bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about this. I had to cop that copy really quick. And, of course, they had a limit. You know, one per copy. I mean, one per customer. Okay. Uh, in white now, but totally understandable. Um, I have it in my hand. I'm dying to read it right now. But, you know, I'll have to wait till after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I'm excited for that. And bad idea. They actually came out with another number one uh, issue story called Tankers mm-hmm. now I bought it I have no idea what it's about but I bought it because I was excited for the fact that this new publishing company is putting out comic books and it's like such a 
it's such an exciting thing mm-hmm. to to be a part of um and i don't have it in my hand at well, the moment i had a order it online oh jeez I can't imagine yeah. how much that was worth well, no, well they have to sell it for face value right they, in the stores they have to sell it for face value but when you buy it online there's no telling how much the buyers may want to sell it for and and I bought it for not cover price but I didn't I didn't splurge on it so I actually got a good deal on it to be honest with you alright so well it mind you bad. you haven't even you don't even know what it's about yet but okay oh, I know I, I know. guess <laughs> that answers my question which is you know is bad idea uh, I don't want to say living up to the hype but is the hype actually still surrounding it considering that um, they have so many limitations right. to their to buying it Right. So, it, did you see the hype still follow them a month later? Well, I'll put it to you like this. So, the comic book came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. I went to the local comic book store during my lunch break. They were sold out. The store opened two hours after my lunch break. Now, they probably didn't have you a... mean prior to your lunch break? Prior to my lunch break, excuse me, right. Now... They probably did not have a lot of copies. Probably had like a low print run. Maybe they had like less than a hundred copies or so. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, I went to this comic book store. They were sold out. <laughs> okay. Today, I happened to pass by another comic book store. They said they sold out of this series or this comic book in the first hour. So that answered my question. Yeah, yeah. So that got me kind of excited and curious as to see what the hype is about. And maybe it could be just, you know, the hype for the fact that it's just a new comic book publishing company um, putting something out that's new. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to be a part of that, wants to have that first issue and hold it on for 10, 20, 30 years and see what the values may be, you right. know, in the future or so right. on and so forth. But, um, yeah, good for them. Uh, the work is a tanker. It's being done by Robert Venditti and Juan Jose Rip. Um can't wait to read it. The cover looks really interesting. Um, don't know much about it yet, but hopefully by the next podcast, podcast I'll be able to give you some uh, mini review and see what where it lies. I do have to say, though, going back to the ENIAC, I love the first issue. It was really good. Something different. Um, the story, the storyline, I'm not going to reveal anything yet, but the storyline uh, flowed very easily, and um, it got me excited. It's, I think it's going to do very well. I think it's going to do very, very well. Okay. Um, anything else? Um, well, I wanted to see what you wanted to bring to the table, if you had anything. Well, uh, we'll just keep going back and forth uh, throughout the podcast. But okay, sure. well, I do have one thing Go ahead. that I'm bringing to the table, which which came to me um, by surprise, actually. So, I was uh, going through TikTok, which mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you have been doing throughout this crazy yes. time. TikTok to get a laugh. my life. Yeah. <laughs> to, to just get a laugh from, from, you know, little nonsense and stuff like that. But anyway. Right. Um, and I saw that Ghostbusters Afterlife yep. um, released like a little clip, like a little yeah. 45 second clip. Um, and it was basically, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for it. It's not a spoiler really because it's a clip and everyone's seen, seen it. it. Yes. Um, but it's basically a clip of, you know, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. who right. is playing, I believe, a teacher, a teacher right. in Ghostbuster Afterlife. Now, let me just make it clear: this is a add-on to the Ghostbuster, the original Ghostbuster series, not the other one that was remade. 
like not the one with the female not the one with the female cast right um but this is just an add-on to the original ghostbuster right um two movies right so uh paul rudd who's playing a type of teacher i believe from what i've seen in the trailers he's in in a shop in the store Mm -hmm. in the supermarket and basically he um buying ice cream and stuff like that walks by the area where you can like you know get sprinkles and stuff like that for your ice cream and he walks by a package of stay puff marshmallows yeah nice right and in this moment the stay puff mar- marshmallows excuse me uh starts to shake a little now <laughs> if i was him i wouldn't be waiting around to see what's coming out of that package you know but uh he's wondering what's going on with that package and all of a sudden a mini Stay Puff Marshmallow pops out. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? Oh, great. A mini Stay Puff Marshmallow pops out. And um, I started cracking up. I'm like, this is this is awesome. And, you know, at first, it, it, it almost reminds me of, like, the sour candy monsters. Yeah, yeah. You know, first they're first sour, the sour, then, then they're, they're sweet. sweet. Yeah. But this one is the other way around. First they're sweet because you're like, oh. And then it bites your hand. Yep. <laughs> you know, but in a way cooler way. You know. Right. Right. So right. that's pretty much what happened. And then he starts. He starts to notice that there's a ton of mini Stay Puft marshmallow little monsters all over the store, mm. cooking themselves, like literally <laughs> making s'mores out of themselves, and Jeez. all this crazy stuff. Is is epic. Right. Which, you know, makes me ask the question: So why the tease? Okay. You know why give us the clip? Because. You know, all we saw was the epic trailer where we got to see, you know, uh, the grandkids and stuff right. like that. And they went to this small town. And basically from what uh, the what the movie's about, um, it's about a single mom and her two kids moving to a small town because they're broke, right. basically. And the kid's grandfather left them a farmhouse. Now, um, once they find out, you know that their grandfather has a connection to the original Ghostbusters. And I believe that the grandfather, because they don't really mention who the grandfather is, but from little bits here and there, we get to, we we Mm. can kind of put, you know, all the hints together Mm. and um, put together that it's Egon Egon Spangler, which is Harold Ramis' character. character. So, um, and, you know, when the little girl goes into the lab, the right. secret lab and stuff like that, what do you see? A nice spread of mold spores and yeah. all the and other things, which is what which is what he mentioned Egon in the pretty first much, yeah, right. movie and as his hobbies. Exactly. <laughs> so right. you know, and, and on top of that, the little girl does have almost the same glasses, glasses yeah. as Egon. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And when she kind of moves the uh the suits the the right. ghostbuster suits right. you kind of see Spang spangler and then so yep. you know like yep. spangler yeah so i think that that's really spangler's um home right now here's the kicker right so mm-hmm. i want i was asking you know why why the tease i think it's for us to remember that there is another movie coming up because we haven't heard anything what in terms of when the release is going to happen right right so I believe, you know, I kind of looked into it a little bit further, um, and I was wondering, you know, I think the original release date was supposed to be in July of oh, 2020, yeah. okay. and then obviously, right. you know, COVID hit, everything got pushed back, no theaters are open and stuff like that, um, and then now, 
I looked it up and I found out that the new release date is November 10th, 2021. Nice. So nice. I think they kind of threw that in there like, hey, guys, we're still around, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's cool. I, I'm yeah. definitely, you know. I'm looking look, excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But do you want to know a little bit more about those mini puff marshmallows? Oh, go ahead, please. Tell me more. Okay. <laughs> so I looked into it. And I come to find out that these Stay Puff Marshmallows, the mini ones, mm. were first introduced in 2016 in a one-shot comic, Ghostbusters Deviations. Okay. Hopefully I'm saying this right. Yeah. Um, now, the mini puffs were actually... <laughs> and I'm sorry to say this, but uh. the mini puffs were actually the bow movements of the original uh. Ghostbusters <laughs> big boss character uh, Stay Push Marshmallow geez. Man. Uh, so basically, you know, his little uh, droplings. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that they were first encountered in the Ghostbusters canon during an alternate timeline where they fail to cross the beam. So you remember in yeah. the very first movie they have to cross, cross the, the beams, beams right. to kill the, the, right. the, the, the big boss. The, right. Right? Um, so they failed in this alternate timeline they failed to cross the beams mm. um which made the big boss stay stay puff marshmallow uh survive which resulted in the big guy walking around Jeez. new york city causing havoc and also <laughs> leaving his little droplings oh, all over the place which also caused issue eventually the mini stay puffs were erased from existence once the timeline was set was right set right so oh, that is where the original. I guess, so I guess they want to pay homage to that one comic right. that they that they put out in 2016. Oh wow! Um, from what I find out, the original actors um, will be in it. Yeah. So Sigourney Weaver, Weaver. So excuse me, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver right. as Dana Barrett, right. Annie Potts as Secretary Janine, yeah. Ernie Hudson as Winston Zedme- Zedmeyer. Right. But here's the thing. This is the part that that I was like, wait a second, this is different. Remember, Winston Zedmeyer, he was just a regular guy that was looking for a job. And he's like, I'll do anything. I don't care. But here, when I looked it up, Mm -hmm. it says Dr. Winston Zedmeyer. So is it possible that he may have earned his degree with between that time right yeah because here they're putting him down as a doctor that's good not regular winston right right right. so i found that to be a little interesting so that's that's gonna be cool yeah um bill murray bill murray is gonna be in it it's peter vankman dan Aykroyd as dr raymond's uh raymond stance and um yeah so those are the actors is harold raymond's gonna be in it well, here's that's the thing. Well, Harold Ramis, you know, may God rest his soul. He passed. I'm sorry, forgive. Harold Ramis passed away. Harold Ramis did pass away. Uh, forgive me. I meant to say Rick Moranis. I have not seen any mention of Rick Moranis in it. Remember, Rick Moranis, he retired. Yeah, retired, right? So we're all hoping that he kind of like makes makes a comeback, you right. know, in this one. So let's cross our fingers and hope for the best. Um, but yeah, you know this this. The, these actors are going to be in it. Now, I'm curious to see, you know, they're saying that the grandfather left them the property, right? Right. But we don't know if it's, like, the grandfather from, from the mom, mm. you know, because right, like, they make, they you know, they ask him, oh, hasn't, hasn't your dad told you, you know, to the two the kids, story. Paul Rudd right. had asked the little girl, didn't your dad ever tell you? She's like, my dad's, not yeah. in the picture, basically. That's right. that's what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be that 
they had left the property to the kids mm-hmm. and maybe it's from their father's side, right. not the mother's side. Right. And we just assume there's the mother's mother side, side, but right. maybe they, you know, they, he was like, I'm leaving it to my grandkids. Mm-hmm. Screw my son. <laughs> that type of thing. Right. So that's, that's one thing. I have my own little theory that maybe if it, if it is from the mother's side, mm-hmm. you know, the mother's father that left the, left them the property that maybe Dana Barrett's son got together with Egon's daughter. Daughter. Could be. You know what I'm saying? Because we did because she did have a son. Yeah, called Oscar. Oscar in the second movie, right. So Dana Barrett's still gonna be around. And I started searching IMDB to see uh, if there's any mention names. of an Oscar yeah. and I didn't see anything. Okay. So, you okay. know, my, my theory could be whatever. Yeah. That's um possible. But yeah, but there's a lot of stuff that they're touching upon from the original movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously when they show the trailer, they, you see, um, you know, the, the mining of Shandor. Right, right. So right. it's Shandor Mining Co., Co- right, right? right? So you see that in the distance mm-hmm. as they're walking towards it. Why else would Egon go to a town in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. Of course... Shandor is actually, and I actually had to do some research <laughs> on this. Um, is I believe is owned by Evil Shandor, who was the founder of the cult of Gozer. <laughs> and if anybody, you know, if you guys remember the first movie, they made mention of that in the very first movie, which is the person that built that big building, mm-hmm. um, five fifty Central Park West, which right. is where Dina Barrett lived. Right, right. Oh wow! So it'll all be connected. Yes. Yeah. So, where did they get the unusual materials to build this thing? You know, they got cold riveted girders. They got cores made out of pure selenium, magnesium, tungsten alloy, mm-hmm. and gold-plated bolts. Mm-hmm. These things could have been mined from the Shandor wow. Mining Core, uh, Coal. So, you know, if they got the stuff from there, you know, so I believe it was it's all meant to be where all of these things come mm-hmm. together. Um... But yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why the town is haunted. If this guy, Evil Shandor, owned this mining, you know, it's probably was a mining town, and owned this mine, this mine. Possibilities are that he probably made some, some kind of cult-like, you know, mm. stuff down there, and you know, yeah, or cause, maybe or maybe created some type of funnel or or. Because stuff is coming out of there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so, he, so somebody must have either awakened the beast, right? You know, opened up a parallel, you know, opened up a channel or something like mm-hmm. that, or somebody's doing um some type of ritual in those things. Because just you know, mm-hmm. this earthquakes and all these weird things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want. I really am interested to see how all these other characters come into play. Like, when are they going to show up? How are they going to show up? And yeah. the fact that they're playing. The actual characters from the first right, movie. Right, right. So I think that's gonna be kind of fun. I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see that when it comes out this uh, this November, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that November 2021. That that should be good. Um, other interesting other interesting things that crossed my mind this week as I was going to the comic book store uh, was that for the past several months I've noticed that comic books have gone up in price 
Okay, that's that's nothing new. I, I know it's not anything new, and it's it's kind of it was I guess kind of expected. I mean, going back on the DC side for the most part during that whole Future State series that was coming out, uh, depending on what variant you bought, whether it was variant A or B, you were paying anywhere from a range of I'd say five dollars to possibly ten dollars for an issue, depending on again which variant or which cover or which comic book. Um, you would get the reason I, I bring that up now is because I just noticed that there was another price increase on a comic book that I frequently buy every month, and it's and, on the Marvel side, and it's the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> if we all noticed this week, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, the price went up by one dollar. I was like literally five dollars to buy a Spider-Man comic book. I'm like, oh jeez. So uh, it it didn't need, they didn't even like sneak it in. They were just like dollar. That's it. They never sneak it in. They don't give you a fair warning. It's like you know, here it is. No, sometimes <laughs> they'll raise it up by like twenty five cents nope. or fifty cents. No, this is a this straight was, up dollar. This was a dollar. And DC did a similar thing too during the Future State series. They didn't they didn't raise anything. Like you're never gonna see a comic book that's like eight fifty, <laughs> you know, or four dollars fifty cents unless it's maybe had some you know it's accrued some time. Um, being in shells or, or white not they usually price at like something 99 cents if you will closest to the nearest whole dollar mm-hmm. um, but yeah uh, so I was just surprised uh, Spider-Man being one of Marvel's being one of Marvel's longest well, I shouldn't say longest but I would say most series run I mean it's past 800 issues already and I'm convinced that Amazing Spider-Man is going to be the first Marvel book that's going to reach a thousand issues uh within the next few years um hands down there's some they sometimes print two or three issues per month uh depending on how the series is going so that wouldn't surprise me at all um it'll be kind of interesting to see they reach that milestone but yeah i was just taking back a bit i did a double take and saw the price and it was listed at close to five dollars i was like okay i still went and bought it but anyway you know like a fan everyone Mm -hmm. else is gonna do the same thing too so it's not gonna change much but i think i think was what the reason why it kind of hurts is because you know no average comic book collector or comic book buyer mm. um buys just one right you know they usually buy about you know <laughs> minimum 5 you know yes minimum 5 yeah. maximum whatever yeah that's you the know? problem <laughs> so when you do that and you it's it, it starts to it adds up yeah it adds up and you know, um, when when comic books, not just comic books, but things in general, when expenses tends to go up, and yet the uh, rate of inflation is what it is, and, you know, wages for the most part does not go up, you know, it tends to be a problem. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know? sweetheart, they, they didn't, they don't care. Right. You know, it's, it's not, and I'm not trying to make it seem like a bunch of assholes right, in, right, in the right. office and stuff, but, you know, if people want it, they'll buy it, you know. And unfortunately, comic books is it's more of a luxury than, than a necessity. It is, it is. You know, it's, it it's just you're buying it because you have you you want to get it, you want to mm-hmm. see what it's about and stuff like that. You don't need to buy it, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe they needed to increase it because um, they're also having more issues on their end, being able to supply um, these comic books. It, it could be. I mean, I we don't we don't know 
I personally don't know what the reasons are for what they're doing. I'm just thinking as the bottom line, they just you know companies are trying to increase their private, pro, excuse me, increase their pro profits, and rightfully so. They are you know they're a company, they are a business, and that's what businesses uh, tend to do. They try to increase their profit, the profits, you know whether it's changing their profit margins or increasing the prices of certain items, you know, they have a right to do that. Um, but going back to the whole thing with comics and we're seeing how comic book prices are and how some companies even drive or force comic book prices to be the way they be. And I'm asking you this question, just a general question. Are we going to experience another comic book crash like we did in the 90s? for the most part and briefly just to tell you what happened so there was like a little comic book crash where for the most part comic book companies were publishing so many issues so an incredible amount of issues that it was just impossible for them to really sell all the issues that they had put out mm. and so one thing is that what makes a comic book special is its rarity if you're going to print out a million issues of the same comic, there's no value in that because it doesn't make it any, you know, it's not rare. It's nothing special. Everyone has it for the most part. Mm -hmm. And that was part. There were other issues with the whole comic book crash that happened in the 90s and whatnot. And that was just one part of it. Um, well, I mean, then I guess the comic book company that just recently came out Bad Idea is setting mm -hmm. an example to these bigger comic book companies saying listen guys if you do it this way you know but the flip side to that would be yes yeah, so Bad Idea does you know they do what they do to retailers uh, buyers like myself will buy it and then will decide to resell it at a much higher value you know uh, able to sell it for either tens or hundreds or thousands of dollars online mm -hmm. and people may buy people will buy if they're interested in it so i'm just curious to see or maybe we'll just have to wait and see how this all plays out how this comic book market is going to play out um i mean just recently we just got word that action comics number one which is the first uh, appearance first issue of superman graded at an 8.5 just recently sold, and this is a record now, just recently sold for $3.25 million on an auction. You're giving me a long stare. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just flatlined when I heard yeah. that. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. So now the question could be for everyone working at Wall Street, um... Should people start taking stock in comic books as well? I mean, we have Bitcoin out there now, which is making some type of resurgence, if you will. Um, like, like, what do you tell your mom and, and dad if you're an 11-year-old This kid? is an investment, mom. <laughs> exactly. I need my my I need my, my weekly money allowance. I need my allowance to so get I that first get issue. So I can get that first issue of ENIAC. <laughs> It's an investment. Jeez, yeah. What's three ninety nine now will be thousands of dollars later if you can get it. If they still have any little, but holy cow, I'm just, I'm just amazed. I'm taken back by how this, um, you know, how all this is gonna play out in the not too far future. Uh, you know, will we start seeing some price increases? Will the values of certain comic books uh, change for the most part? 
I, I don't know. I don't know. It's really, it's really interesting. These are interesting times, like right now as we speak. You know, one of the things that's interesting too is that you, you know, you know how like in a lot of bookstores right. have pretty much closed because people can just download their book now with, right, with, right. with, with you know, in a matter of thirty seconds, get an entire book on your iPad, phone, whatever device, right. portable device, device you have. Right. You can have like you know, two hundred books in your in your mobile device, mm-hmm. and that's it mm-hmm. you know you don't have to carry with books and that's why bookstores mm-hmm. had you know kind of like slowly disappeared right right, right yeah but my, the point that i'm trying to make is that the same thing could have happened because they did start putting a lot of these issues digital wise um in mobile devices as well you mm-hmm. can get your issues of whatever comic and just download it and boom you're done you can mm-hmm. sign up for Marvel, or DC, mm-hmm. whatever. However mm-hmm. else you sign up for, you can get these. And they're DC. still doing it. Now. Yeah, they're still doing it. But fact of the matter is, you the majority of the time, people prefer to go into a yes. comic book store yes. and I pick agree. up these comics. And pick up the issue. Yes. So yes. it's like, well, I don't want the digital issue. I want to get the actual mm-hmm. comic book. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So there's still a, a major love for these comic books out there and people will pay you know however amount to 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 obtain these comic books that's true that is true absolutely right some people will have actually go ahead and do both they'll actually have the uh, digital download um uh, content and pick up the comic book and not open it for the sake of preserving that issue that is true and you know sealing it putting in a bag and board so on and so forth maybe possibly getting graded and saying that they have it they didn't read that actual issue but they could always read it um through their mobile devices and whatnot Mm -hmm. so yeah that's pretty that's pretty uh that's pretty interesting uh for the most part but yeah i was just um taken back when i saw that uh latest issue of spider-man that it went up a whole dollar (laughs) and i'm such a fan of spider-man i really am and it's not not for nothing it's not gonna stop me from buying i'm still gonna buy it every month or no no but i I definitely understand what you're saying it does it does have a tendency of adding up after after a while you know so i i definitely get it yeah but yeah well let's let's hope that it doesn't go up by too much you know Yeah. yeah exactly right so yeah all right well i think that's a wrap all right all right so please don't forget to follow us at in instagram and facebook at 527 underground which is for both facebook and instagram (laughs) um and um if you have any questions or suggestions on any topics that you want us to uh cover please feel free to send us a message on instagram and we'll be more than happy to research it and and cover for you guys that's it from here we love you all and uh, we'll see you next time thank you so much for listening thank you have a good one